Hello, and welcome to the Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and I'm really excited today. Well, you know, I'm always really excited. You know, I hate, I, I'm going to have to talk about this because I just did this yesterday, and even though it's going to date the show, I'm still going to share about it. So I, I had the opportunity of getting my hands on these amazing tickets to the Brewers game. So yesterday was game one for the Brewers in the playoffs. I had seats that were directly behind home plate. And let me just say this. Uh, I've never had such good seats. And I'm still feeling the effects a little bit of such a good time at the Brewers game. So um, quick shout out. And I'm starting out shout outs really early in the show this time. But a uh, quick shout out to uh, my friends at the uh, UW Oshkosh OPD. Thank you very much. Uh, for taking me along and letting me tag along. Uh, It was a fantastic, fantastic time. Now, on to the show. What's going on out there, Kosh listeners? Um, Appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in again. Uh, Once again, super excited about this show, and I'll tell you why I'm so excited, because once again, I was able to get a very, very quality guest. And, um, I'm particularly excited about this, but you'll figure out why later on. So I'm not going to share it right now, but uh, I think this guest here is going to help us become better. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> did that feel like I put pressure on? Uh, hey, that's subjective. All right. So uh, this week's guest is Wendell Ray. So, Wendell, um, can you please share a little something about yourself and what is your connection to the Kosh? Well, uh, thank you for having me. First of all, I appreciate uh, being invited. Uh, uh, I've listened to some of your podcasts, so uh, I know what you do, and I'm I'm really uh, uh, happy to be here. I I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, and that is where I was born. Spent most of my time. I was raised there. I lived there till I was about uh, forty in my forties. Uh, worked in that market basically. I, my profession is uh, radio broadcasting and and broadcasting in general. Also did some television for a while. Uh, went to Indiana University, so everything was pretty much close to home where I was. Um, and then uh, I moved to Chicago uh, about fifteen years ago, and that's where I lived, obviously since about 2006, <clears throat> and my connection to Oshkosh, and the reason that I am here is because I'm now an instructor uh, at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh and am director of radio services. There is a, a pretty storied radio, TV, film program at UWO, uh, very um, well-regarded, award-winning in all facets, and the department itself was recognized as the uh, best staff in the UW system uh, last year. Uh, the year before I joined, didn't have anything to do with me, but certainly was uh, a reason for me coming on board and becoming the, uh, the new director of radio services for WRST-FM, WRST.org. It's really a, a wonderful institution and a great place to be. So that's my connection to Oshkosh and a little bit about me. I am a husband, father, and a grandfather at this point. Now. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Two grandchildren. Two grandchildren? Two, man, yeah. It's okay. A, it's good, though. 
because grandchildren are children that you can have a wonderful time with and enjoy their company and then send them away when uh, when you had enough. You said when they when they when it get hot, you can go yeah, on and right. you, you, you know give them a snack and yeah. go on and pack them home. You know, when, the, when the parents come back, but uh, you know, no, uh, grandchildren are definitely a blessing, though. Oh yeah, um, I'm gonna be the first to call it that. Um, you definitely have a radio voice. Like uh, you, you, you <laughs> do I? Yes, you have the radio voice going on. Okay, I think that's smooth. All right, I thank got, you. I got to work on mine. I, yeah, it ain't gonna work. It just is what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's. It's, it's a, I guess. Thank you. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely a compliment. All right. All right. You uh, you ready to jump into the first segment? Uh, if you're ready to, uh, you know, I'm I'm here following your flow. But uh, if, if that's what you want to do, I'm 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 more than ready to go. Okay. First segment. What in the world is going on with this? Is where you start off. With what in the world is going on, and then you share what's going, what's on your mind. I have been noticing for a while, Timber, uh, something that I want to know: what in the world is going on with definitions? And what I mean, I guess, by definitions is this new definition of patriotism, and what appears to me, at least, to have been a co-opting of the American flag. What do I mean by that? What yep. I mean is that. I'm an African-American. There was a time when if I saw the rebel flag, I knew that kind of meant something to me. And that meant um, someone who was proud of a a certain lifestyle and a certain heritage that necessarily wasn't necessarily something that I was um, happy about. I don't see very many rebel flags anymore, but what I do see is a group that defines themselves as patriots waving the American flag, but supporting views that don't really seem very American. Right. They seem more in line with those who used to carry the rebel flag. Um, There's a lot of people who carry both. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. But I didn't know if that was something that I was, you know, if that's something that's true or not. And... If so, what's up with that? That's a really good question. And um, I definitely have a, uh, like, I I know where you're coming from with that, too. And um, I think certain people are using the American flag to be exclusive. Okay. To, yeah, to, 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 to have this, this um, to create this, this group of these people like we're 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 the super americans or we're more yes. american than y'all or yes. because you you are in this marginalized population or because you you identify as this or whatever it is you're other yes you know yeah. you're you're other whatever the other is right yeah. um you you do not fall under this American flag. That's right. And and those individuals typically as I have noticed are the ones who call themselves patriots. Which is why I asked has there been a redefinition, a recategorization of what patriotism is or what it is to be patriotic, that is loving your country and and you know that's what I thought it was and 
I, I guess if you're redefining what the country is, then you get to define what a patriot is. Well, I think it goes even more so than I think they try to define what an American is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because because yeah. there, there's othering that's happening in that. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to say that this person isn't uh, isn't acting our definition of American. Yeah. And and, you know. I, I think a really good example of that might have been um, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there was, in my humble opinion, uh, you know, he, it, what he was doing exactly, um, there was people who made it uh, political and um, partisan and, they defined it all sorts of ways and it was the most hateful representation to is disrespectful to the country and all this. And I was like to the flag, but it, it, yeah. to the country. Yeah. Right. Cause that's how they really defined it. It was more than that because didn't nobody, it wasn't about the flag after a while. Right. Because then it was like, well, you're disrespecting all the people that served and yeah, all of this exactly. other, yeah, sure. all this other stuff. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, how, because here's what I've always known about kneeling. Kneeling has always been something of reverence. I don't know anything that you kneel in front of that you don't have reverence for. That's, that's true. You know, yes. you, you kneel at the altar. Mm-hmm. You kneel when you're ready to ask your partner to, to be your partner for life. Um, you kneel when you pray. I really, and, and I mean, there's a bunch of other reasons that people kneel. Uh, uh, veterans also kneel at times when they're showing reverence to the fallen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, so, it had nothing to do with it. We, we, we all know that. Well, well it, it, but, it, what but, it had to do with is, in a, in a nutshell, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I believe here is what we're seeing in all the, the, the common thread through all of this stuff. Uh, redefine or trying to hold on to what people wanted to call America and American is that I remember uh, Timber when I was maybe, I can't remember. I was either in college, probably was in college and I took a course and I remember one lecture. I don't even remember which course it was, but the professor said that in X number of years, there will be more minorities in the United States than white people. And I remember thinking at that time when I was about 18, 19, 20 years old, thinking, oh, wow, that's interesting. But I never really thought what it meant right. beyond numbers. <clears throat> so I think what we're seeing is some folks who are really having a problem with not being that majority power anymore and the grasping on to things um, and symbols and definitions and trying to hold on to a, a, a way of life or uh, a representation of what they have always thought of America and that is fading away. So when you have someone who is as bold as Colin Kaepernick is to use his platform to talk about police brutality uh, or you have someone who uh, is unhappy with 
um, the number of people who don't look or talk like them gaining more influence politically or otherwise, um, you get these redef- a, a definition of what it is to be American. I, would, I need to, this is what American is about. I'm American, as you said. The flag represents me. I'm going to hold it. This is not what you're, you're not in that group, as you said. And I think that, that, that train left a station <laughs> many, many decades ago. Right. This trend was coming a long time ago. And I think this, there's just some folks who are having some trouble with that. And I don't know how to reconcile that, but um, I don't think, you know, the cat is out of the bag. I don't know. Um, I think it will reconcile itself. Um, I'm a firm believer that, uh, you can either partner with change or you will eventually have to succumb to it. Yeah. So it is what it is. I agree. I agree. But I just kind of noticed that and, you know, wondered, and and it's not anything unique to Wisconsin or the Fox Valley or anything like that. I see it, you know, wherever you go, you see it. And I'm like, okay, because, and here's when I knew it wasn't just me and we can move on after this, is that um, I had to plan an event uh, in Indianapolis. <clears throat> and uh, I had to get a B&B that was large enough for a pretty big gathering. Um, and I was in Chicago, so I, I called uh, a family member. Uh, we found a place, and I asked him to go scout it out for me because it was in a neighborhood that had been kind of redeveloped. And I wanted to make sure that it was a a neighborhood that was, you know, going to be nice for people to gather. You know, there wasn't going to be issues with parking and there wasn't going to be any issues with, you know, a a broken down house right next door because it is being redeveloped on the south side of Indianapolis. And so he went by and he said, I'm going to look for American flags because we know what that means. And I said, okay, so I'm not the only one who's thinking that. And that's kind of why I wanted to kind of present it here today. Because what he was saying was, um, if we see a lot of that, we know who we're going to be dealing with. And you may have some issues with people trying to call the police on you because that American flag now represents something else that it maybe 20 years ago didn't. That's wild. When you when you actually say it out loud, that's that's deep. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I look, Bruh. I don't even know what else. Yeah. I don't know what else to do with that one. That's hot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's cool it off. Dude. All right. Well, I, I I don't know if we cooling it off, but uh, my what in the world is going on with is what in the world is going on with these. F Biden flags. I heard about that. Look, because I, I drove past a couple of them. And this is not about me picking a political side or, or, or a, a political agenda at all. This is about civility. Public decorum. Yeah. yeah. Like, who have we become that we just got people out here that we going to put out F word flags it, it, on, our fr- on the front of our houses where other families are walking by, kids and uh, yeah. who who have we become, and why? What 
what what are you so mad about? What what what, what has happened? What has I just don't even get it. We right? just talked about it, Timber. Right. I know I know that's, we just yeah. talked about it. <laughs> that's it. But but that's I another mean, manifestation of that whole thing. But that's that these <clears throat> anger. You're right. This this F Biden flag stuff though. And I'm just thinking, could you those people who are doing this, could you ruin the growth of a community anymore? Could you ruin the opportunity for a business to come in here and 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 bring in a new business with new workers from outside of the area or anything of the such? You are just showing that we are not civil. That 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 this this community and it's a, and I'm not saying there's a bunch of flags out there, but it only takes a couple, right? Yeah. Because people judge the few. If you see two, three, four, you and and you're not from here, and you start driving around, you start wondering what what's up with this. Well, not only do you is it then it's not just the number, and you're right, but it's also the reaction to it. You had that reaction to it, but I read that the government said, "Well, we're okay with it. They, we don't regulate that. We're not going to, you know, we only regulate." size or of the right. of the sign or something to that effect. Absolutely, yeah. Not about an individual's right to say or whatever they want to, but yeah. That can't be freedom of speech. Yeah. It, so. it, it 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 falls and I'm and the only reason I'm I'm kind of in that world right now, right? In my mm-hmm. new yeah. in my new profession, um what can what can local government truly do and what do you want your local government to truly do? And, and my thing is this, I don't necessarily want my local government to go and interfere with that. I don't think that's the place of government. Sure. I think that's the place of civil society and human beings, <clears throat> neighbors put pressure on each other and be like, dude, I don't want my grandchildren seeing that. I don't want, <laughs> you know, uh, I want us to have an opportunity to get the best talent in the area. I want us to get new businesses in the area. Um, that kind of stuff truly is is done to create an exclusive environment and to tell others you are not welcome. That's exactly right. And that's, that's how I see it. That's least. that's just crazy. That's how I see it, you know. And um, but. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's all tied to that first topic that I brought up. It, it's all uh, the same thing. It's just a different um, reaction to what has been happening. And it's not about Biden necessarily. It's about what Biden represents. And um, I think, you know, that's that's just what we're seeing. We're seeing that conflict. We're seeing those uh, opinions uh, more so. But um it's always been here. I think we just have had um, some ignition uh, and some igniting of, of, of sentiments and people that feel they can say what they want to say. Our president, our former president used to, I mean, he, you know, he, he was not someone who held to norms that previous administrations had in terms of what he might say or how he might say things. Um, so, and there you go. That's fair. I just um I hope that we get back to the space of civility 
you know, I'm not trying to tell anyone, you know, what your politics should be, who you should like or anything like that. But I am, yeah, I am an advocate for, you know, we all got to live together. You know, we all got to live together at the end of the day. And um, we should try to make that pretty decent. I, I agree. I agree. All right. Next segment. Word associations. <clears throat> All right. Okay. First word, food. Uh, pescatarian. That's what I am. So when I think of food, I think now in terms of what I do eat and what I don't eat. Ooh, break that down. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, several years ago, this has been a transition that's probably taken, uh, been going on for probably about, um, I'd say about six or s- seven years for me. Uh, well, maybe even longer than that. Maybe about 20 years ago, I stopped eating pork, not for any religious reasons, just to kind of, you know, ease out of that. I didn't, well, I said I didn't eat a lot of it. That was followed by all red meat, which then was followed by chicken and turkey. And then I kind of stopped at fish and seafood. Uh, and, I, and I've been on that sort of a, a regimen for about, this is 2021, for about four years. Okay. Uh, and, um, yeah, uh, so when I think of food, I think of that. Why? Because it it is a very particular diet, and it it takes some um, fortitude <laughs> to get through it. Because I, like I said, I didn't do it because of any religious reasons. Just because I wanted to try and, and what do what I thought might be a healthier uh, way of living for me, uh, and it I, I feel good about. My choice, but when I go out, you know, to a restaurant or go to the grocery store, I still see food that I used to eat that I would still like to eat, uh, and it's difficult to find things on the on a menu sometimes. But so food for me, I think of my diet. Okay, cocktail beer. I guess beer, you know, because if you went into my home now, there'd be beer in the refrigerator, not necessarily cocktail shakers out. Uh, though I do like cocktails. Um, but I, I guess if I, you know, beers are quicker, you know, I don't have to mix a drink or anything you, like that. Do you got a favorite beer? Uh, probably Heineken. Okay. Yeah, I drink Heineken most of the time. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, if I had to go buy beer, that's what I'm looking for. All right. Do we have a favorite cocktail? <sighs> a couple, but uh, Long Island's have always been Ooh. something that I like. Yeah. Don't scare me. Yeah. yeah they, and, that's I, a, and not the uh, mix. You know, I, that, 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 <laughs> look, Long Island's, uh, I know I know. there's kosh listeners out, out there right now that just winced. Like, really? Well, because, you know, there's, there's, some, there's some establishments. There's a couple of libations establishments in Oshkosh that on Sundays used to have $2 Long Island's. $2? That's a pint. And let me tell you, that was a, well, I've never met a week long island, but it was a $2 long island. Now that, you know, my jaw is almost on the table here. Well, you know, and, and, you know, this is a, it, it, 
people who live living in the cash know <laughs> these these things exist. Wow. Um, and yeah, yeah. that's just you know, I'm, I'll be the first to admit I've definitely gone to a couple of them nights mm-hmm. and uh, back in the day. Sure. I mean, I'm sure they don't exist anymore, but uh, yes, I, I I might have a little PTSD <laughs> from <laughs> from some two dollar Long Island iced teas. Wow. Two dollar. Yeah. Now that's an, that's an impressive price. Uh, yeah, I can understand why someone might have be skittish about that now because, uh, yeah, one Long Island is usually pretty good for you, you know, for the drink, and that's probably how I started drinking them. I, you know, I, I didn't want to keep buying cocktails. I wanted to have one that kind of would last me for a minute, and mm. I found that Long Islands did that. So mm. that's why, and now I just make them at home, so I'm pretty good with that. Bruh. That's what I think about them long hours. Yeah. <laughs> I like the buttons. All right. Show. I love it. Streaming. WRST.org. Now, that's the station that I work at now. We have student managers on, on UWO's campus that run the station. I kind of am the director of operations, which means I kind of make sure that the station doesn't run off the rails. But in the last year or so, we've been making a concerted effort to uh, promote our streaming that we do, not just the over-the-air signal at 90.3. So when you say streaming, that's all I've been thinking about for the last 18 months or so, is making sure that we strengthen that area of what we do. Um, other than that, uh, I would say uh, the, other, the next thing I think of was, is uh, Netflix, uh, which is uh, something I was watching last night. Uh, a nice little series. So, uh, what, 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 what's on? Uh, what are we binging? Uh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Have okay. you seen it? No, I haven't heard of that one. What, what's going on? Midnight Mass, and it's it's interesting <clears throat> because I had seen it. It's been out maybe a week or two, and you know I, I saw it and I just I just scrolled by it. But last night my wife had control of the of the of the, uh, uh, the remote, and so that's where it stopped, and that's where <laughs> and that's what we watched, and we ended up watching about five episodes last night. Uh-oh. It's about a small island community uh, where some miraculous, and I'm talking about spiritual kind of miraculous events are taking place. Uh, and there is a church, a central church that the whole community attends that is led by a Monsignor. Um, and without giving much away, he has an encounter uh, at some point when he travels to Jerusalem, comes back, um, I'll say, and a lot of miraculous things start happening. I haven't gotten to the end of it. Okay, uh, but I think it's pretty well written in terms of uh, uh, the biblical portion of it, and it's got great characters, pretty good actors. Even though I don't recognize many of them, they're pretty good. So, uh, and then streaming is something I, I I got my MBA did my capstone on with Netflix. So uh, I wrote about them many years ago when they were still uh, a mail-in DVD. Oh, service. okay. And I talked about how they were going to have to transition into streaming. Uh, and that's what happened. And um, so that I, I think of those two things. I got a lot of love uh, for WRST when back in the day, I actually used to have a little uh, radio show. There you go. All a, right. little, a little midnight hip hop 
show that's at cool. uh, WRST. That was that was way 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 back in. That's that's you talking. <laughs> Is that that low? Okay. Well, well we're talking what, what what I'm trying to think. Uh, that might have been ninety. 95, 96, mm-hmm. somewhere in that. And there. That's cool, though. Yeah. Man. How'd you enjoy that experience being on the air? Look, oh. look at you now. Yeah, well, you know, I look, it, maybe, maybe this is, maybe See? this is one of those things where uh, you don't even realize yeah. where, where the, where the seed was planted. Right. I just thought it was cool because we used to do, um, we used to let people call in. Yeah, um, we couldn't play the call, but people could call in. We was doing your mama jokes. We was just, <laughs> we was just clowning. We was yeah, just clowning. True college radio. Yeah, true college radio. We was just having a good, good time with it. Um, you know, and and it was. I I can't explain anything mm-hmm. else other than. Um, I was to be perfectly honest, and I wasn't a radio, TV, film major, so I thought it was amazing. They they would let me in the booth like that. Yeah, right. That's turn cool. you loose. That they turn me loose. <laughs> so I had a really good time with that experience. So you're right. Maybe that's what planted the seed, and you know, many many moons later, this is how the cash has uh, come into come to fruition. That's cool. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, shop local. Shop local, what I think of is pick and save. Is that local? Can be. Okay. I mean, is it? I look, had never heard of one before I came here. So Okay, that, look, it is defined however, you know, this is your word association. Okay. So well, the pick and save works. That works for me because I don't know of very many other local, local establishments. I've been here about a year now, um, but um, that's just about as local as I can get. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um well that since you mentioned it now, how how has your um how have you been enjoying being cuz you've got a uh, compared to a lot of the guests that I have, um you've got a new set of eyes for Oshkosh. Yeah. So and um so how how has it been? How's the experience um of uh transitioning into and more than just Oshkosh, maybe the Fox Valley in general? Um, I, I've enjoyed my time here. Uh, I, I really have. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I, I had been to the state of Wisconsin maybe once. I remember, I don't know where I was going, but I traveled through Milwaukee once. <laughs> okay. I don't know where I was going. Mean, I can't imagine. I can't, it's, I can't, it's difficult to remember where I was going, but I do remember coming. And that was as close as I got was that little time I, I remember seeing you're now in Milwaukee and, dri- and driving through Milwaukee on my way somewhere else. I think I was on my way maybe on a fishing trip to Minnesota. Okay. Uh, I don't, I, that's the only thing I can think of me going far, this far north from uh, Illinois or Indiana. But uh, I have enjoyed my time here. I really have. Um, and uh, the U- UWO has been a really nice place to be. Oh yeah, um, I love campus. It's um, and I started, of course, during the COVID restrictions when we were basically virtual. But I was on campus, and so it was almost it was very uh, desolate. Oh yeah, know, so, it really was. Yeah, so I didn't get to see much <laughs> of what it is like now, and it's, I'm really enjoying it. The vibe there and the people uh, really, really is a nice place to be and a nice campus as well. I, I really do enjoy it. I don't get to see much of the Fox Valley. My wife now is with me. Uh, we uh, were maintaining two homes for 
some personal reasons. We were taking care of my mother-in-law uh, in Chicago. And so she's there taking care of her. And so now she's up here with me. And so I probably will be getting out a little bit more to see more of the city, more of the region right. as we do things. But uh, so far, my uh, travels from my my home to, to campus and my campus home has been enjoyable. Okay, cool. I just, you know, it's it's nice just to hear others um, who who are coming into the area and what their what's their what is their what do their eyes see and what is their perspective? You know, mm-hmm. uh, at this point, I didn't I've been living around here for like thirty years. So. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you know, yeah. But what I see and I notice is a totally different. Uh, you know, I'm immersed. I'm 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 I'm, I'm an Oshkosh resident. I, I am Oshkosh local. Yeah. And you, you were in, where before Oshkosh? Uh, Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. Milwaukee. Uh, born and raised Milwaukee prior. Okay. Um, okay. Chicago. Home. Uh, it took a while to start calling Chicago home because I, I still have lived longer in Indianapolis than Chicago. And my family basically is still in Indianapolis, but, uh, Chicago's home. Uh, and, uh, I love Chicago. I really do. And I love it for many reasons. Uh, I know nationally it gets a rap as being a very violent place. And there certainly is that part of it. I can't deny that. And there's got some issues, uh, that need to be resolved, but the city as a, as a whole is a really, nice uh, place to be in terms of um, being very cosmopolitan and always being is a very high energy place. Right. Lots of stuff to do. Lots of uh, interesting people and um, lots of different types of people. So I enjoy that. Uh, You you meet all kinds of folks in Chicago. Uh, I remember when I first got there, uh, going to the supermarket and walking to the supermarket and passing people. And I can remember thinking, I've just passed about three different people who are speaking three different languages. I had never experienced something like that before, but I, I, I came to appreciate and enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, Chicago is cool. I, I would dig Chicago minus the fact that I hate driving and I don't want to drive in that because it's wild. I done, I done drove around in Chicago and missed the turn and then I'm lost for 45 oh, minutes and yes. I can't get back to where I was trying to get to. And this was back when GPS sucked where it would always yeah, be like, right. uh, make a U-turn. You ain't making no U-turn in Chicago. I'm not here. No, nah, no, nah, man, that ain't yeah, happening. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you that it ain't happening so so i used to if it if i could find a way to get around that wasn't driving i would have greater appreciation but my times when i've been there for different things whether it was conferences and other types of events like it was cool like it is cool because you're right there's so many different types of people and and Mm -hmm. like i like as a person who's living in Oshkosh and, and Oshkosh isn't necessarily in this space right now, but it used to be. I like the feeling of just being. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is like almost invisible where no one's paying attention to you because there you, you just 
you don't stand out any kind of way or anything like that. Like you just, yeah, you just yeah. exist. And yeah. and there's, I don't know. There, there's a, there's a, there's a peace with that. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, Where you don't, yeah, there's no eyes on you. Yeah. Or per, the perception that there may be eyes on you. Right. And, and I'm not everybody just kind of, yeah. it's just walking around Doing whatever they doing. Well, they look. Everybody too busy worrying and worrying about what they got to get done. They ain't worried about you. Yes, and um, that's true. And I do feel like that now, living here. Okay. Um, but I can't say that that's how I felt. You know, twenty five years ago, twenty years ago, or so. Okay. All so right. we've come. We've come ways. Good. We've well, grown. That's good. that's good. All right. Uh, last word. Radio. My life. Yeah, I know that's not a word, but that's a phrase. But uh, radio has really been my life since I was 17. Um, was in high school and was in a class uh, at my high school that allowed me to shadow um, uh, some personalities at a radio station. And I, they did that because that's what I said I wanted to do. I wanted to be in media. Uh, and, um, I've been doing it since then. And that was many years ago, but, uh, I ended up staying at that radio station, uh, after I graduated from college and coming back. And that's kind of where I spent most of my time in radio there. Um, but radio has been, um, my life. I enjoy it. Uh, it has taken me different places. I've met all sorts of people. It's opened doors for me. It is, um, Provided a living for me, and um, every time I have ventured away from radio, that is, okay, you know, there's an old saying, if you haven't been fired, then you haven't been in radio long enough. And there's going to be times where you're in between jobs. So, you know, in between jobs gets old after a while, and so you start looking at other things to do. But every time I move off in a different direction, I get pulled right back in. I get offered a position, uh, and so it has been my life uh, a long time, many decades, and I, I couldn't be happier with my choice and careers. Do you think, um, and I heard somebody make a statement of this sort, do you think radio's in danger um, of maybe, and, and maybe of not existing so much, um, but basically I heard this, actually stated on air on a radio station from uh, uh, it was a morning show actually and they were talking about um, podcasting actually really redefining radio and even where more people are tuning in in into podcasts and, and things of that sort versus into like your local radio stations and stuff. Well, as I mentioned, uh, I, I'm an instructor, and one of the courses that I teach, this is one of the lectures, is Radio Dead. Well, actually, I, I bring this up in a couple of the courses that I teach because it is a topic that people are interested in. Uh, is radio becoming irrelevant or um, your father's uh, kind of uh, medium? And what I would say to that is... No, radio is, is relevant and probably will always be relevant, but I think radio is certainly in a transitional period. 
much as it has been in, in many different time uh, times through its inception from the 20th century on. It had to adapt to television. It had to uh, adapt to uh, being uh, portable. And there was the advent of the disc jockey and, and how that came about as an entertainment uh, um, venue for people to be entertained, not only in their homes, but now they can carry the radio around. Then there was DVDs and CDs that kind of came. So there's always been something uh, to challenge radio. And now we have connected cars where the radio now is just a ghost in a, in a person's car. But all the studies that I've seen done by independent um, researchers and uh, companies that follow this sort of thing still demonstrate that radio has more reach than any of the other mediums out there. Television, connected devices, uh, social media, any of those platforms. Uh, but it definitely is changing. Fewer people get radio from a radio. That's why I mentioned that I was so interested in streaming. Right. And teaching our students about streaming and the relevance of being, uh, having a presence uh, uh, online. Um, and not only that, um, the, you know, devices like Alexa are where people will call for a radio station. Alexa, play 90.3 or whatever your station of choice is. Instead of actually having a radio and going to tune it in, you just... Oh, we might need to stop that. Hold on one second there. <laughs> Did I just call for you, it? You just called for it. She heard me. Alexa, stop. I didn't yeah, know you that, had Alexa I, I forget, in the studio. Yeah, I forgot, I, hey, I forgot to give you that warning. <laughs> <laughs> but the short answer is no. I think it is transitioning. And it's transitioning because there's, again, competition, newer competition, different you know, technology has a way of making any industry change. And so I think that um, uh, that's all we're seeing. Uh, local information will usually, unless there's some new invention, always uh, be a hallmark of radio and just like the Kosh is uh, recognizing that, that there are local people who want to talk about local issues and want to hear about their local communities. Radio still is going to be the place for that. Absolutely. That makes sense. All right. We're off to the Kosh Hidden Gems. Kosh Hidden Gems. Yes. You know, this is not necessarily... I think unique to Oshkosh, but what it is unique, I think, is to Wisconsin. That's the the Friday fish fry. Oh yeah. See that now. See you're from now. The other thing I, I recognized is that many people who are who are from Wisconsin just move around Wisconsin. They don't really move out of Wisconsin. So. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> that might so, be true. So uh, that's not unusual to you. But from someone coming from out of state to have that sort of uh, a communal thing where it's just Friday is, is fish Friday. I was like, cool. I love fish, you know, so I'm all with that. So that that was kind of a, something that brought a smile to my face that, I, you know, there's a special day for me who likes fish. And so a Friday fish fry took me back to you know my Catholic school days when I was a, uh, in first grade. Yeah, it is amazing. Like that is just an understood thing of being uh, in Wisconsin. Like Friday fish fries, yeah. Friday fish fries, and old fashions. That's kind of 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's they kind of go hand in hand. And old fashioned the drink. Yep. Oh yeah. Now see, now that's a drink that I highly respect. Oh yeah. Old fashions here. Like this is. If you travel the country and you ask for an old fashioned, they almost assume you're from Wisconsin. Is that right? Oh yeah, because that like old, old fashions here. That's part of the fabric. Of Wisconsin. Well, then I need to get on, get on, get get with it, because uh, I will drink an old fashioned. Like I said, I like to have a drink that'll last. Yep. And there's nothing that'll last longer than an old fashioned, at least with me. Okay. Well, see, and <clears throat> if you you should be, let me let me throw you in there. Then that should be the fish fry with the old fashioned, because then they'll just be like, you won't even see a blink of an eye. They'll be like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's an of course. Okay. You know. Now I have I have learned something. This this podcast is not only entertaining, it is enriching. So thank you very much. Man. Hey, I uh, learned a lot here. I appreciate that. All right. What does the cash need? Well, look, man, um and, and it may not just be the cash, but certainly the cash is in there. I think maybe uh, there's a need for a green book. We know what a green book is, right? Yeah, I know what a green book is, and um, I now would, here I don't mean in terms of what's a safe place to go, right? But is there a place where I can go get a haircut? Yep. Where's where can I go get some soul food? Yep. Where are other black-owned businesses that I may want to patronize? It exists. Well, they need to give it out. Uh, <laughs> I hey, wait, still wait, wait. like most things, it's digital. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm does not, it have a name? Uh, it, it's actually, well, what I will tell you is I, this has been a conversation we've had here in Oshkosh before, and, and, and there has been attempts before in Oshkosh, but then you get into the main, um, the constant rotation of businesses coming and going uh-huh. and the cost of publishing and stuff like that. So people had kind of gotten away from sure. it, but there's, there's been several attempts um, from different individuals. I know um, both in the community and outside uh, associated with the university, but I can tell you right now, um, at least for the city of Appleton, there is that book It is uh, the diversity, <laughs> equity and inclusion book that does have and it's for, you know, it's totally inclusive. It has all the different cultural food, uh, nice. different organizations okay. that um, do it because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of diversity, equity, and inclusion organizations um, that are doing great work out there. Um, so it like it covers everything. So I will. I, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I will put that in podcast notes because I think it's uh, I think it's a great point. Um, I'm sorry that it's not going to be for the Kosh, but hey, I'm going to put it out there and maybe Kosh listeners, uh, you know, let's let's make something Would one happen. Work here? Um, Is there a need for one here, do you think? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Here's what I'm uh, my feeling is there's always a need, but. um. Yeah, I'm not sure. Would it sustain, I guess is what it is. It would sustain. It would would sustain, um, and there is a growth of business. Uh, Like I said, it's it's just, um, from my observation over the years, there's just been a lot of, there's a turnover, quick turnover for people making valid attempts and starting trying to start businesses and stuff. And so at the end of the day, a lot of the resources that people 
um, need, um, particularly uh, referencing uh, people of color, um, the the big box shops have okay. made an effort to make sure that they have the things. You know, if you go uh-huh. to your Walgreens, you go to your Walmart. You know, they got they got the things. But like things like a barber and stuff. <laughs> like I'll be the first to look. I assure you, when I originally came here back in the day in '92. There's a reason that my wife was my barber for 20 plus years <laughs> and that I, okay. uh, you know, and thank God Michael Jordan made the bald head cool because uh, <laughs> nice. it makes the haircut simple. It made the haircut simple. And, and, and the wife, the wife has hooked me up many years. But I will say this now that um, since I am spending more time in Appleton, I've been going to the barber. And I okay. enjoy that experience yeah. of sitting down and having that old school barber yeah. feel conversations. Sure. And we do have barbers in uh, in Oshkosh, uh, multiple barbers. So um, they're there. I will make sure I put the link. So, so Kosh listeners, um, I will put the link in there for um, that resource book, uh, the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion resource book. And then um, we should have this conversation about creating our own for Oshkosh. Okay. I think there's opportunity. All right. Well, I'd like to see uh, the one that exists now, and certainly if there's one for Oshkosh that comes into development, I'd love to have that too. Yeah. Okay. Um, Naughty slash Heroes Corner. This is your opportunity to nominate. It's not necessarily a person. It could be you a thing, an organization, whoever, to the Naughty or Heroes Corner or both? Uh, Heroes Corner, and it is a person, and it is, it's my wife. And the reason I say that is because, and it's not necessarily because of this, I acknowledged her as a hero uh, Christmas. Um, I had a, like a little caricature. I gave her a portrait caricature of her as a hero, a superhero. For Christmas, one of the things that was the only thing, ladies, that I gave my wife. But it was one of the things. My wife is a respiratory therapist, and so she's been on the front lines with this COVID, COVID epidemic for a long time. Oh my God! And so, you know, not many people know what respiratory therapists do. Uh, there was always, particularly when the epidemic first, the pandemic first happened uh, or came about, there was all this attention about doctors and nurses and how tired they were, but the people who actually worked the respiratory machines and the ventilators are not nurses and they're not doctors. They're respiratory therapists. They're the only ones trained to do that. If you ever saw an episode of any medical show where there's an emergency and they're rushing somebody in and the person who's got that big bag thing that they're squeezing with their hand, that's a respiratory therapist. So I recognize, you know, when she was coming home, you know, and, and, um, uh, experiencing all the things uh, that went along with treating people who had COVID. Uh, So I recognized her as a hero. My wife is from Chicago, born and raised there. Now lives here with me. First time moving out of the state of Illinois. First time moving out of Chicago. Uh, But she's uh, here with me now. And so I know it's been a, a, a transition for her. And so she's holding it down. She's doing what she has to do. Uh, and so she's my hero. I 
I, I, there's so much I want to learn, but I'm not going to ask right now on the show, but I need to learn more about um, what respiratory therapists do. Um, just the fact that I can only imagine the level of commitment and, and, and the hours and the work that has had being done during this pandemic for someone in that particular position. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have an amazing amount of admiration for that. They're right in the face of the person. Because mm. when you're talking about breathing, mouth, yeah. nose, and you're having to deal with that, you know, to help someone breathe, that means you're right in their face. You're, there's no six feet when you're a respiratory therapist. So when, when the pandemic, before we had a vaccine, she was there, you know, helping right. our folks. Yeah, <laughs> right. so it was tough. All right. Okay. Now we are on to the topic of the week. And as everyone knows that the guest gets the opportunity to pick the topic of the week. And this week's topic of the week is, Wendell, please. Are, and I don't know, I'm just going to say it like this because I'm not sure how to say it. Are, Are young people today soft you know what I mean? Um, it just seems that there is there's good and bad to having a heightened awareness, I guess, of your feelings and all that, and being in tune with that, and being aware of it, and all, and, and and I'm I'm down with that. I do think that's a, a good thing. <clears throat> but the opposite is that, is that you're always in your feelings, and it just seems to me sometimes when I, I deal with younger people that they are, um, I don't know, maybe just kind of they worry and fret over things that aren't even worth worrying and fretting over. And I don't know if I'm imagining that. Maybe it's just the people I've been in touch with or is that it in general? My, my observation is somewhere along the way, we stopped really preparing our young people with resiliency. Okay. Um, that's what, that's the way I kind of see it. Like, you know, that there's a certain resiliency that you just need in life. That things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Crap happens, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and there needs to, you know, people are going to, do things. People are going to say things that you're not going to like. People are going to be offensive. You know, you and you move in spaces. When you, if you expose yourself to the public, then you are going to experience good things and bad things from being exposed to the public, right? And so, what I've noticed, um, and I'm I'm going through this right now, particularly with something that I'm working on, um, where I I feel like we need to get back to teaching or, or, or mentoring resiliency, like to just say, Hey, things happen. Yeah. Right. You know what? Yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, don't let it get you down. Don't get in your, as you are putting it and and, and I don't disagree with you. You like it. Take your time, be in your feelings for a quick second, but at the end of the day, get back up, brush off resiliency. You know, like if you think about it and, and, 
you know, I don't want to sound like that old man or whatever. And but that's the, where I was. Am I the old guy, the old get off my lawn guy now? I don't want to be that guy. Right. But I can't help make these observations where I think about my youth. And yet things are different, certainly, but they're not that different. Right. Um, technology is different. But that's just about life typically is we all have the same kind of challenges. And I just remember being in high school and in college and having to overcome little things, um, all sorts of things and not, I don't know, reacting differently maybe. But on the other side of that coin, is it a situation where maybe that maybe what's happening is the right thing because maybe it's the fact of in resilience, you were accepting other people's privilege that they were bestowing onto you right in the way that's that they treat you and things like that and and now this generation is like i'm 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 not yeah i agree with that that is certainly a plus to uh have your limitations and not be afraid to speak uh what your truths are and and, right boundaries i think there's there's better boundaries being created by young people as far as what they will accept and having no 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 problems, problems walking away from a situation. Yep. But that's not what I mean. Okay. I mean, how do you deal with those life issues? Not necessarily. I mean, turning your back and run and walking away from everything is not necessarily a good thing, is it? I mean, I think sometimes you have to just kind of, at least I think. Uh, it, it's good to just be able to know how to deal with the situation that's in front of you okay. and resolve it. All right. Can you, um, I, I want to dig in a little bit. So can you, can you give me, is an there a narr- Yeah. An example, a narrative. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it doesn't have to be, but you know, that something so we can frame it a little better. I don't, uh, this is over a few years of, of, of observations. It wasn't necessarily one thing that made me uh, think about it, but I just know that as you have been uh, alluding to, there just seems to be a different way of approaching things. And as I, and I, as I said this at the beginning, there's good to that. Certainly I, I recognize the good because not only had they benefited, I've benefited from it. Right. Because now I, recognize that I don't have to deal with some things that I may have dealt with. Mm-hmm. I think though, that there is still though uh, something else going on and I'm not sure what it is. And I don't know if it's just me being older and not uh, having uh, that same viewpoint or I don't, something else. I don't know. Um, my observations and some of it, you know, um, I, they're, they're I feel like there was a big deal, at least when I grew up, you know, my, my parents wanted me to do well, but they weren't going to do well for me. Okay. And I just feel like, um, there's a lot of situations out here where their parents are really like setting, setting the board up for, Mm -hmm. for their children and not, you know, and to the point sometimes that the child don't even get a say. Okay, yeah. Like they're all in it. They're the ones doing this, that, and another. Like, and it carries over even into like I get it while they're in young and throughout high school. Okay. But college too? No. 
No, you don't get to call the college and complain about your students' grades. And that, I haven't had that yet. No, but that, I, I, but, but, I that do, but I do think that's going to happen at some point. No, it. I, I know. I know. Instru- I know professors and instructors who like literally. That's a thing, and 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 parents, um, just like the student didn't do what they were supposed to do. So then it's not. The young person necessarily, it's the parenting that's going on. I well, I I think I think who you grow up to be has a large part to do with whatever your experiences are younger. And it whether whoever those are surrounded you, not necessarily your parents, it could be, you know, other mentors or or the people that in coaches. I don't know. You know, I'm just saying like who you become you don't tend to get there by yourself. Yeah, that's true. Uh, exactly. Uh, so then, but then this, if it, it's, it's so widespread, then now it's just not, it's, it's cultural almost. I mean, it's like uh, the whole society is like, this is not just a few uh, people who have benefited from or had helicopter parents. It's just folks who, it's just the way things are. It's how, We've had a shift, I think, or something in the way uh, people react in to certain situations that I've noticed is just different yeah. than how we may have reacted when we were coming up, uh, or how we have were forced to deal with certain situations on our own. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure it's right or wrong, but I do, me personally, I do think um, there's a a, a resiliency. Um, opportunity um i just think there's certain situations like where where my where i have conflict with it um and conflict is probably too strong of a word um is when there's always the expectation of others to fix it Mm. Mm. right that's that's uh, you know and and some things you, you know just can't be fixed (laughs) <laughs> you know it's just it's not it's not that's not how that works yeah you know the others just it, they everybody can't just go fix that yeah some things just societally uh how people interact things that you 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 experience you just as much as you are who you are they are who they are and there's got to be some resiliency ingrained where you you keep it moving or you handle it yourself yeah yeah, knowing what you can change and what you can't change and changing those things you can and walking away from those you can't. But it seems like there's more walking away than trying to deal with issues that you can resolve yes. on your own as an adult. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, that was a – I didn't necessarily, you know, you know, again, I don't study these areas. I just kind of notice things, and I just wasn't sure if that was something that, you know, am I just getting old and – I'm stuck in my ways or am I seeing something that is bigger than that? I don't know. It's probably, uh, well, of course, like most things, there's no straight answer. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's it's probably a lot of different things when you think about it, but um, I like it. I mean, because I do, you know, I wish I could talk a little bit more about what I'm going through right now because (laughs) uh, I got a narrative, but I can't. I can't put it on blast, y'all. I can't I put it on blast. So, you know. Um, but yeah, I would I personally think it's a resiliency thing. Okay. All right. 
And I can I can I can respect that answer. And, and I didn't have one, so I just wanted to throw that out as my topic and see what what you thought about that. Okay. Well, so we're at that point of the show, uh, Kosh listeners. Um, just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Hey, you know, um, we are a work in progress. I tell you this all the time. We are a work in progress. Please, please, please reach out to us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that's askthekosh at gmail.com. As you know, I respond to every email personally. We're always looking for advice, um, ideas. Uh, let us know what you thought of a show if you disagreed or agreed with something that we covered as a topic um your input is everything so just reach out let us know what you think and i'm 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 trying to uh we're always just trying to do a little bit better all right now you know it's my favorite time of the show it's my favorite time (laughs) it is shout out time i love it i love it i love it so all right wendell you got some shout outs. Uh, I've always kind of shouted out to my wife, but I want to shout out to her again. That's Felisa. Thank you. Uh, uh, and shouting out to her for um, uh, making this adjustment with me. Uh, I also want to shout out to my, uh, all my family, my, and particularly my siblings. We had a rough year this year, you know, a lot of loss in our family. And we, uh, I think, though, have come together in different ways. You know, uh, sometimes what what you know certain situations will do will reveal what people are made of mm. um and i'm pleased to say that i think that my brothers and sisters have revealed how uh strong they are and i just want to send a shout out to them uh for holding together and holding it down and and, and getting through okay um I got a couple of shout outs um, once again at the beginning of the show, but I'm going to reshout them out. I want to shout out um, those individuals from the UWOPD. Thank you for including me Hi. for the Brewers game. It was amazing. Did we win? Uh, yeah, we won. Right. We handled it. All right. And then uh, a special shout out to the person who's uh, working on my prototypes. We're trying to get some got, uh, the Kosh gear. Hey. We're working on a T-shirt and a hat, so I'm gonna, so you know, one, once we have it, you know, I'm gonna take a picture and, uh, you know, because because the cash uh, has no budget, uh, we're gonna try <laughs> to do pre-orders. So if you're interested, uh, keep your eyes open. It'll be hitting Facebook. We'll have it out there. So uh, shout out to Jamie. Thank you for the work you've been doing. I appreciate you. Um, another shout out. Shout out to the Jerk Joint in Appleton, Luke. If you ain't never had a jerk taco with some uh, mango pico de gallo, you missing life. <laughs> you missing something in life. You need to go on and try that there. They got it in chicken. They got it in pork. But by far, by far, this taco ain't no joke. Them people at the jerk joint is handling it. So go on. If you 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 need to go on down there, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I won. Uh, we had a thing at work where we we on our team we each individual brought in tacos from different places, and uh, the jerk joint pulled off the victory for me. That sounds good, man. It, I love it, jerk food. It, it's it's fabulous. All right, and last and and not least, um, I had the opportunity to go to uh, Long Chang's Marketplace and uh, sit down 
with uh, one of the Appleton uh, council members, uh, council member uh, Mayua, uh, alderman, alderwoman Mayua. Uh, hey, that food, amazing. So thank you so much for sharing that and blessing me uh, with that experience in the food. Uh, yeah, no, it was. Now, like, what kind of cuisine was this? Mung. Is that right? Yeah, this is this was this was mung. Uh, at, at its finest, this stuff that she shared with me. And, and you know what? I would share with y'all, but I I, I don't even know if I can pronounce some of it. So I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah, I'm just going to. I'm not going to be disrespectful to it. I'm just going to acknowledge it and say thank you. That's All great. right. So special shout out. Okay. We are at the last part of the show. Wendell, do you have some parting words of wisdom for us? Um, just, you know, man, uh, congratulations for having the idea to do this podcast. I think it's, uh, warranted and I think you do a good job with it. And, um, the only thing that I would say is, uh, keep moving with it. You know, uh, this show, uh, I'm sure the podcast when it started is not like it is now. And it will always continue to grow as you continue to grow. So I would just say keep doing it, keep reaching out, uh, and you never know what can uh, become of it. Um, I think you have a foundation uh, for something really good and uh, good idea, good conversation. Uh, clearly, you benefited from WRST.org and WRST uh, FM. Uh, uh, your training as an on-air personality is is evident. And uh, uh, I'm just glad to have been a part of it. But I think you do, in all seriousness, seriousness have a, uh, a really good uh, idea here and a good place for people to come and have a conversation about what's going on in Kosh. Hey, I appreciate that. And was this cool? Where'd those drums come from? Hey, I'm feeling. You got a drummer in the back? You got like uh, that one movie, I'm going to get you something. You got a band following you around? Is you that- didn't know? <laughs> The Kosh, wait, this is the Kosh's, uh, once again, we ain't got no budget. (laughs) 